0: We work so hard to get stronger, happier, more productive and successful. Don't forget the secret ingredient. Get grounded and play. Play Playgrounding, when it's time to get a life. Hello and welcome to the Playgrounding Podcast. I'm Kara Stewart-Fortier. I'm your host here at the Treehouse at the Brewery Artist Complex here in LA. Today, we're going to have a conversation With someone whose brain thinks on a level I cannot even comprehend. He's a creator of puzzles. And he's a member of the National Puzzlers League. Seriously guys, I'm not scared of the Illuminati. I think puzzle creators, they're the ones we should be watching out for, right? Anyway, in all seriousness... Today, we are going to be talking to Eric Berlin. He's a former playwright and game designer, author of the young adult mystery series, The Puzzling World of Winston Breen. He's a graduate of Juilliard School of Playwriting and also creates crossword puzzles for the New York Times, among others. And he has one coming out this coming week on August 15th of 2017. So definitely after you hear this podcast, you're going to want to do his puzzle. In addition, he has a website called Puzzle Your Kids. It's where you can download a new puzzle each week that will challenge your kids' brains and yours. I'm going to start doing it because it sounds like I probably need it. Anyway, there's one takeaway that I kind of want to mention here even before we even get started with this episode. Just something I want to think I want you to think about. Puzzles are great for people who have a hard time putting their worries aside, who find it difficult to block out the to-do list and just experience a moment of real focus, but in a playful situation. And we're not just talking about sitting with a puzzle on paper or on your smartphone. I'm talking about escape rooms and citywide puzzle hunts and things like that. Because something I learned from Eric during this interview is that solving puzzles together or by ourselves, it's practice for when the stakes are actually high and we need to come up with new and creative playful solutions. Oh, excuse me, just solutions, but in a playful way when actual real problems arise. And you will learn all about that on today's episode of Playgrounding. So let's get on with the show. Let me introduce you to Eric Berlin. Thanks so much for coming on
1: thank you it's my pleasure to be here
0: (laughs) great Um, well I'm so excited because today um, we're going to talk about something that I haven't actually thought about that much it's just so much a part of my world and and it's it just it's the kind of thing I do it's my fidget spinner I guess you could say (laughs) but puzzles are fascinating and so much to talk about here so thank you for reaching out Eric
1: Oh, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to to talking to you about this.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, first, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, um, the kind of puzzles that you create on a daily basis, and we'll kind of launch from there into why you started doing that and different things people can think about.
1: Okay. Well, uh, my name is Eric Berlin, and I am a lifelong puzzle solver. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've loved puzzles my entire life. I've been buying puzzle books since I was in the third grade fourth grade (laughs) and somewhere around middle school and high school i started trying to make really bad puzzles (laughs) uh and but as i got older i I stuck with it and uh now i'm a a puzzle constructor as well as a a fanatical solver (laughs) Uh, i've written a number of books for kids uh the the puzzling world of winston breen is i think what i'm most known for Mm -hmm. and that has two sequels as well and these are books where when the narrator book narrator of the book reaches a puzzle, so do you, and you can Mm. stop and solve it if you wish. I also construct crosswords. I have a Sunday New York Times puzzle coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm very excited about that. Um, And my latest project is uh, Puzzle Your Kids, where I send out a a pencil puzzle made by me Mm -hmm. out to uh, hundreds of uh, email subscribers every week.
0: That is so exciting. Yeah, and when, when we were first talking about it, I was like, puzzles for kids. And I, I, I don't know, it's just it's one of those things that when you were talking about doing it on paper, I couldn't imagine doing it any other way. But then I, I, I grew up before there were electronic things. But, but you feel very strongly about kids actually using their hands, the dexterity of the, solving the puzzle on a piece of paper. Why is that?
1: It's not so much the piece of paper. Oh, okay. It's the it's the words. I I want, I mean I there are lots of wonderful puzzles for kids to solve in video games and in iPad apps. Okay. I love co-solving with my daughter. Uh, we play Portal 2, the uh, a cooperative video game. We, we do all kinds of spatial relation puzzles. Mm. But I, what gets missing there are the words, mm. the crossword style clues. And what does that clue mean? Oh, it means this. And that gives me a letter in this word. And now I know it's this. And that cascade effect of solving a tricky pencil puzzle.
0: Uh, I don't think
1: kids are getting enough of of that. And that's the the gap I'm trying to fill.
0: Okay. So there's kind of a difference here. I'm learning as I go here. Like, so there's a kind of a difference between problem solving puzzles in general, and then actually like playing and and playing with words. Yeah. Um,
1: I think they operate on
0: different, uh, different different parts of the brain. Mm -hmm. But you, as a person who creates these puzzles, you actually have to be able to be thinking in this meta level that when I actually try to imagine creating one of these puzzles, my brain starts spinning into infinity. I can't, I just can't even imagine how you would even begin to do something like that. Uh, <laughs> it takes some practice. It, <laughs>
1: it certainly does. It, um, it particularly, the, uh, a wise constructor needs to know his audience mm-hmm. um, uh, and what they are capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to make puzzles that are too hard for kids. I don't. I certainly don't want them to be frustrated. So I try to stick to um, a, a, a pretty simple vocabulary level, mm-hmm. and just knowing what is and isn't a good word is half the battle.
0: Huh? <laughs> that is really cool. Like, I guess I, I hadn't realized until I married my husband, um, who is a, who is a more, how do I say this? My husband is more spatially aware and he's more artistic and thinks of colors and shapes. I have literally just been in a world of words my entire life and and music. So music, but I see those as sentences in their own way as well, um, musical notes. But I guess that I just take for granted puzzles and word puzzles. When I get on an airplane and I'd have to go into airplane mode and the only thing I can open on my computer is Wordle, which is my favorite little word search app. And I go online all the time to find other kinds of games. But I just stick with Wordle. I just love it so much.
1: Yeah, um, I love those word <laughs> games. They're just—they're great just to call uh, to call up on the iPad and uh, kill a few minutes with. I enjoy my, myself a lot.
0: And my husband doesn't understand it at, at all. He's like, "Why don't you play some games with like shapes?" And I try ones where you have to figure out how to get the car out of the parking lot, and I'm lost. So oh sure. I I'm I definitely see that there is something. My mind is learning something when I I, I believed growing up, as I think a lot of us did, that our brains were sort of frozen at a certain age and that our brains don't, they start to atrophy at a certain point. But I I think recent science has shown us that that's not true. And that's part of why play is so important all throughout the lifespan. Um, What do you think that the puzzle does for our brains, whether children or adults?
1: I think the jury is out as to the mm-hmm. science as whether, I mean, you, you, you hear some far flung uh, suggestions that puzzles will stave off Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and keeps us young. Um, there may or may not be something to that. Mm-hmm. I do strongly believe that exercising your brain is as important as exercising your muscles. And if mm. you fail to do either of those, I, I guess that I guess you could say that you age faster. Are you something huh. that you don't use your are you're going to lose the ability to, to use it properly. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a a a super effect of, you know, staving <laughs> off a terrible disease, simply keeping your mind sharp is, 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 uh, effect enough in my
0: opinion. Yeah, exactly. And just trying like, for me going into one of those spatial orientation games is, is scary, but it's actually, as I get better at it, I know I'm actually gaining a new skill that I've never had. So. Yeah.
1: And it's satisfying <laughs> to look back and say, wow, I got stuck on level one of this, but now I'm up to level a hundred. I mean, that's, that's what puzzles are all about. It's, it's uh, satisfying to see your progress.
0: Yeah. And you had mentioned, we were talking at one point about, about, the satisfaction factor and Mm -hmm. what people get out of that. And as a puzzle maker for all different levels, like you were saying with kids, you want to make sure it's achievable. Um, But there are some puzzles out there that are like, you'll never solve this one. And they just make it so hard.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, they are for advanced puzzlers. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are puzzles that I tackle that uh, I can't, I can't do. I try them, but I I know I can't do them. I'm, 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 I'm a beginner when it comes to, well, not a beginner, but I'm, I'm intermediate when it comes to logic puzzles.
0: Oh. Um,
1: Sudoku inspired dozens, if not hundreds, of different kinds of v- what I call visual logic puzzles, mm-hmm. um, not just placing numbers, but placing stars and regions to follow certain rules. And they can be very, very, they can be very tricky. Hmm. Um and there are people i know who are phenomenal at them i mean they can just solve <laughs> the hardest puzzle in minutes really? while i'm sitting there staring for hours <laughs> but i'll tell you some of those puzzles that i stare at for hours i do get to the finish line and it i'm not i'm not satisfied <laughs> i'm not soothed i'm exhilarated oh, okay. i mean this is this is climbing mount everest this <laughs> is the kind of puzzle that you have to even if the person that you're about to show doesn't know what you're talking about, you've got to go tell, look what I did. I filled this entire grid with stars exactly how I'm supposed to. I love it. It took me a really long time. It's
0: enormously satisfying. That is amazing. I love that because you're totally right. It is like an endorphin rush or whatever. Absolutely it is. is. Okay, okay. So that whole, like, sitting with your coffee doing the New York Times um, crossword puzzle and gently, you know, looking out the window at the birdies, you know, no, 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 no. This is like, yes, I did it. (laughs) Exactly.
1: But I'll tell you, the New York Times crossword puzzle, everybody brings up the New York Times crossword puzzle. puzzle. Uh, I I, I solve the puzzle frequently. Uh, I I construct puzzles for the New York Times. Mm -hmm. The first time that I solved the Saturday puzzle, which is the hardest puzzle of the week, that was – equally exhilarating a feel (laughs) feeling for me. Yeah. Um, you know, people hike up the mountain of the New York times crossword puzzle. I can solve a Monday. Oh, I can only do a Tuesday. That's as far as I can go. But then you work at it, you get better. You understand the vocabulary of crosswords more and more. And then you do get to Friday and you do get to Saturday and you look back and say, wow, look what I did. I really, I
0: accomplished something here. (laughs) That's awesome. You know, it was funny when I, when I first saw um, ben Ross, who was a, a guest on the show, I it was a while back, and he did, he's a play coach out in the UK. And he started a thing called the 100 Days of Play. Mm-hmm. And I remember just seeing some of the things he would blog about doing because it's hard. It's hard to work play into your daily grind. It's one thing to hear a podcast about it or read an article about how important play is. It's another to actually make it a part of our lives because as adults, we've worked so hard to grow up Put those things behind us and do important things all day which can just drain us of everything that is who we are right and sure so um i just started my 100 days of play and i've already like i did something big to start off i went on a little trip just a couple overnights and a little overnight trip and i w- took my dog to the beach and i got home today i'm like i have such a to-do list i have so many things going on and i'm like oh maybe i'll just block out 30 minutes to read a novel and then now i'm really excited to really work puzzles into this next couple, of, I mean, because <laughs> my job here is done. Exactly. Well, because a hundred days is a lot of days, and I, that's supposed to jumpstart me into more of a lifestyle of play to to not have to think about it every day, but to have it just be something that I do. But not every day can you go to the beach, you know? Not right. every day can you do some big thing, and not even maybe go to the park. You're just super busy, but you can always take a puzzle of some kind whether it is on your phone or it is on Absolutely. the newspaper and you can always it couldn't be more portable
1: yeah. just you print it out yeah. or you call it up on, on your ipad or your android whatever yeah like, it couldn't be easier and yeah. it's uh, a few minutes of relaxation and possibly or uh, an even better feeling than that
0: and it genuinely takes your mind away you can't do a puzzle and be multitasking or, or stewing and worrying about other things in your life you are literally exactly yeah <laughs> that's that's really cool um, and I kind of wanted to ask you because I was really fascinated with the fact that you were writing puzzles for children into storylines. And and the more I thought about that, and the more I realized that that's a whole area that we could go into more just in general in playgrounding with gaming and things like that. Can you talk a little bit more about writing puzzles into stories and that kind of thing? Sure.
1: Uh, well, I guess uh, the, the books I wrote are all about this kid, Winston Breen, who is a 12-year-old puzzle fanatic like I was when mm. I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And in each of the three books, he and his friends go on a they, – they play a game or they go on a treasure hunt or they get involved in some sort of puzzle event. Uh, where they have to solve a series of puzzles and get to the finish line and uh, you know they're hoping to be the first to get to the finish line so there's Mm -hmm. that competition element there Mm -hmm. and as i said when he and his friends face a puzzle it's right there in the book for you the reader to solve Mm -hmm. if you want if you if if you're involved with the story hey that's great that Mm -hmm. that that means I did my job. Skip the puzzle or come back to it and continue on with the story. But I do hope that the uh, that kids do try some of the puzzles, if not all of them. Mm-hmm. And I know that teachers have been using these books in their classrooms for a while now, and they put the puzzle up on the whiteboard or something, and they try to solve it as a class, which is just completely awesome, as That's far as I'm concerned.
0: great. Yeah. You know, it made me think of like the fantasy books that I had read as a kid, even Lord of the Rings, you know, where they are stuck at the door or at a, at a, at a gate or an opening of a cave, they can't get inside and there's some kind of inscription they have to figure out. And, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> I, I, so you many know. books
1: have the riddle scene. Lord of the Rings has a riddle scene. Harry yep. Potter has a riddle scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I took that to the nth degree.
0: <laughs> yeah. And well, and it, and it really made me then realize, like I've had tried a escape room recently um, with some friends and I've, I, yeah, it was just strange to go into this thing and, and it's in the middle of Hollywood, but we're on Sunset Boulevard. It's like this really fancy place and you go inside. It's so elaborate and you feel like you're on a movie set and you're in this room. And, and, and all it is, is just a series of games and puzzles. And that's just exciting to me that that's such a phenomenon, you know, that it's so imp- popular these days to do these escape rooms. And people are literally just together in a room solving puzzles.
1: <laughs> yep, I love it. I, I mean, this is a fad. I hope goes on for a while. What yeah. what room did you do out there?
0: I can't remember the name of it. I still have my little oh. passport. It was like, oh brother, it was. It wasn't that recent. It was like in the fall. Okay, um, did you escape? It feels recent. Actually, they made a mistake on ours. There was something <gasps> was stuck. <laughs>
1: Oh no. <laughs> something was
0: stuck and they, and the, something wasn't, didn't open that was supposed to open. And we knew it. We knew we had achieved the puzzle and we knew that it was supposed to open. So they gave, we had the little phone in the room and we called and said, hey, this isn't working. So even though, even if they had, if they gave us extra time, but I think that even if we had had that one thing open, we still wouldn't have been able to do it in time. We did a pretty challenging one. Um, but okay. because they gave us all this extra time, we were able to make it to the end. And they kept giving us hints. Like, sometimes I was mad at them for the amount of hints that they gave us. But, <laughs> but it was exciting. When my, well,
1: my friends and I do an escape room, we tend to tell them up front, keep the hints on the down low mm-hmm. a little bit. We, we, we got this. Just, just give us – you know, I, I'm I will happily accept hints when we get stuck, but but sometimes <laughs> I do go a little bit crazy uh, with them, and I'm I'm like no, no 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 we want to figure it out for ourselves.
0: <laughs>
1: Escape rooms, uh, you know, are are such a wonderful fad. Uh, it leads to um, the the subject of co-solving puzzles mm-hmm. uh, with other people, which is and which can be an exhilaration on top of an exhilaration, mm-hmm. um, because. You don't know what the answer is, and your friend doesn't know what, who, what the answer is. Mm-hmm. But you talk it out, and somebody says something, and it lights the match, uh, and, yeah. and your friend is able to take that match and light the fuse, and then you sort of get there together. And yeah. it's uh, that, it, that that is really thrilling. I really I love escape rooms. I love puzzle hunts. Puzzle hunts are events where somebody. It's sort of an escape room, except it's not in a room.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh you it's a series of puzzles. Sometimes you'll have you'll be given a puzzle at one place and the answer tells you the next place in the city that you have to go to oh. get the next puzzle. And you wander around the city solving these puzzles
0: until you get to the finish line. Um, I have been on one of those before. Oh, okay. Around LA. Yeah. It was a spy game and we were supposed to be spies and Figuring things out together. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. I you know, I, for, I don't realize how many puzzles are just a part of our daily, <laughs> f- of the kinds of things that are fun around the city. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, the- escape room, spy day, all these things.
1: <laughs> you guys on the West Coast have got it really lucky. I mean, you have a lot of puzzle events out there, far yeah. more than on the East Coast for some reason. Really? We're starting to catch up a little bit, but you have some great companies out there that put on some amazing events.
0: What kind of companies are you thinking
1: uh, there's a company called Shinteke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they put on some serious puzzle events every year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that, uh, including one in, in Disneyland, I think. Is oh, it Disneyland really? or Disney World out there? I land, remember.
0: land. <laughs> we got the land. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, I know they run one out there in Disneyland.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, gosh, what other ones are there? There's like a half dozen companies huh. that, that, that put on puzzle events.
0: That's great. You know, because I, I was just going to ask, like, now I'm curious. I'd like to, I'm curious because I'd like to, maybe incorporate some of that into my 100 days of play, maybe invite some friends. Um, so I'd love to maybe connect with you after we get off of our interview and maybe see if I can find a couple other places that do that kind of thing so we can sure. include it in the show notes. Um, and of course, I'll be talking about it as I do my 100 days of play because I'm really excited to have rediscovered this, I guess. I guess it was one of those things that's kind of under my nose all the time, but I don't realize how many other things I could be experiencing as a result of a love of puzzles. <laughs> right. So – and just out of curiosity because we're kind of talking like the problem solving puzzles, that kind of thing. Can we just get back to words one more time really quick? I don't want to belabor the point but I just – I'm fascinated by a love of words. I I didn't realize that 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 was a thing because I've loved them so much and I I remember kind of when the light went off about 10 years ago. I'm already well into my adult life and I realized that I actually am a writer and that words are – Something that comes easily to me and maybe maybe they don't for everybody. And you know, so so for people who love words and, and also people who don't. What do what does it mean? What do we get out of puzzles? I mean and what you get out of
1: wordplay mm-hmm. I guess is slightly different from what you get out of puzzles. Okay. Um you know, solving a puzzle and getting to the finish line, filling in the grid, that can be, you know, a very satisfying experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- seeing the different circus tricks that words can perform hmm. is a little bit more like watching a fireworks display where you where something is demonstrated to you and you say, oh, wow, I didn't ever notice that. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a member of the National Puzzlers League. Yeah. Uh. A, you know, a lot of uh, the nation's top puzzle constructors are in this organization, and we meet every year in one city or another, and we give each other puzzles to solve, and we stay up till three in the morning playing <laughs> homemade game shows and stuff. Oh and the, the, before I joined the NPL, I was looking at some news I was looking at, but I saw that the word they dis, they described in this letter that uh, they, they said to take the word schooled S-C-H-O-O-L-E-D. And if you take Uh all of the odd letters, it spells one word. And if you take all of the even letters, it spells a different word. And then when you interweave them together, it gives you schooled. It has this this property of the odd letter spelling one thing and the even letter spelling another. And I'm like, that's, Uh for me... That's just like that's amazing. I just love those little discoveries. <laughs> a lot of people will be like, "Me too." That's nice, I guess. You know, I, and I understand <laughs> that. You know, but but that is the, that's the kind of thing for me. I love little feats of wordplay, and you would think that we would run yeah. out of them eventually, but people are always discovering more. Oh no! Uh, and and yeah. uh, I'm delighted to be you know a part of that. I, I love being part of that world.
0: I know. And, and, you know, just a few, I, I'm on Imgur a lot and I love to see people, like people going, did you know that blah, blah, blah backwards yeah. is this? And they're like, whoa. And I mean, just <laughs> like, that's so exciting to people. They'll make it into a meme. Yes. They're so happy about things like that. And it's not usually anything very profound. It's always just like something backwards, spell something else. Yay.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that's uh, uh take that and, and Cubit or quadruple it or something, and and you you know where we are in the national puzzles league. We're always finding little bits like that and, and sharing them with each other.
0: That's amazing, and you know, and I don't. I, sometimes I just feel like we have to stop and think, just back up for a minute and realize how fantastic it is that we have all of these languages and we've created through over you know thousands of years these these little marks that mean things and that we. <laughs> constantly are in the middle of changing them and how we use them and and playing with them playing That's with exactly words right. is it's part of what ma- it's like it's like fire it's like part of what makes humans different from the rest of the, the animals that run around on this planet you know words are, and, and our ability to solve puzzles i mean there are animals that do solve puzzles though correct
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely crows like, you ever see that video of a, a crow unlocking something with a multi-step puzzle that they set for it oh yeah just go and google puzzle solving crow and you'll see it it's like a four step five step puzzle that he has to
0: solve in order to get the food (laughs) out of the locked box he's got a i think that was a (laughs) i think that i saw something about that in him too where maybe there was a raven that just beat the beat the puzzle so many times they can't even use that raisin and raven it's astonishing
1: i need this crow my escape room (laughs) team it's amazing
0: crow crow sorry
1: but yeah, there's plenty of smart
0: animals out there. <laughs> yes, but we like we we sort of became this uh, this animal that creates these little symbols and we created so many different symbols to signify things and and we do it in our own ways that our cultures, you know, like the first time somebody um, was trying to translate a, a song to me that I was listening to it a Greek um, restaurant with a singer, and the Greek person across from me is trying to explain what the word, what the song means. And he uh, he approaches a word, and he says, I, "I just I can't I can't." He's like, "You don't have words for this in English." And I remember those are the kinds of things that just really exploded my love for language. That I just couldn't believe that there were concepts for this person that you can't express right. in English. <laughs> <laughs> and that just blew my mind. and then playing with words just became kind of my, my joy and my love. <laughs>
1: Wordplay is just all about appreciating ourselves mm. as clever individuals and I, and by ourselves, I don't mean our puzzle solving selves. I mean humanity in general mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah. and, and look at where we've come from and you know to, to love the evolution of language.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, wow. Well, I'm I'm really excited to really work this back into my life. It's funny how easy it is to forget things that you absolutely love. I, I know when I was, I look at a high school student now and I, I think of them reading books and I, we just recently, um, I had an episode where we talked a little bit about um about World War One, just some things, the Dadaist movement, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I thought about Wonder Woman and I thought about when I was a kid and I was probably in the ninth grade and I read All's Quiet on the Western Front and I encountered these horrors for the first time and I suddenly started like thinking about the world and writing really sad, depressing teenage poetry about death. And, you know, I, mean, the, I can't believe we were reading like that was pretty graphic for ninth. Well, I think that was junior. No, it was ninth grade. Yeah, anyway, but I, I started thinking about like how – when i was a child or when i was a teenager and i would encounter a new concept or a new idea my mind would just expand to reach it and it was and and i i would then expand to reach more and expand to reach more and i couldn't help myself i was just so excited to go try new things and i think as i got older and older and as my world became fuller and fuller of important things to do and and you know bills to pay and things to heartbreaks to get over and you know that kind of thing that you kind of forget to find the joys in these little things and you know puzzles are puzzles and the words we use they're pretty amazing it also helps us learn how to solve problems and and solve problems together you know i loved what you were talking about when you do solve puzzles together that's actually practice for when we approach real life issues absolutely right when i talk
1: to schools i talk about real life puzzles that people faced Mm -hmm. uh and how it's exactly the same as solving a pencil puzzle it's just that the stakes are higher that's all you're using your brain and trying to think around corners to to
0: reach the solution what is this example of something like uh my
1: favorite example is um henry knox and the uh the the cannons that he got from uh Albany, New York, I forget the fort up there, this is during Revolutionary War times, mm-hmm. um, Boston was under siege, George Washington sent his uh, sent Henry Knox up to Albany where they had captured a fort because there were hundreds of tons of cannons up there. And if they could just get all those cannons back to Boston, they, can use, they could use them to help uproot the British. Uh-huh. Uh, so they went up there in December and dragged, you know, hundreds of tons of cannons down to boston and you know they must have solved a puzzle you know every 10 minutes trying to <laughs> trying to do that but at one point they had to cross the hudson river uh-huh. there was no bridge across the hudson <gasps> river at that point uh-huh. it was frozen over uh-huh. but was it so frozen that you could take you know a, a two-ton cannon across <laughs> it without it breaking through and this is why i say the kids they did it how did they do it
0: Oh, my goodness. I don't know this at all. I did not hear the story. And I get some ant I get some guesses from them.
1: Uh-huh. And sometimes they're right because they know the story, it turns out. So <laughs> they, they they shoot up their hands. They, they spoil the whole thing. <laughs> but anyway, I will take the next step and I'll say, Henry Knox had the idea to cut holes in the ice on the river.
0: How did that help? I am totally clueless right now.
1: By cutting holes in the river, he was able to access the river water underneath it, and they were able to scoop it up and splash it all around and let it freeze and do that again and again and again until they had a rock-hard <gasps> floor of ice from one shore to the other.
0: Oh, And then they were able goodness. to walk
1: the, the cannons right
0: across the river. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, that doesn't that even story. sound possible, but it worked. <laughs> wow. That's really cool.
1: <laughs> it's a great story.
0: Yeah, it really is. Huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I love this kind of stuff. I guess who was it? The the, um, the Tappet brothers. I guess they're they're not gonna have it anymore on um, NPR. The the car guys. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So the, the, they have their puzzle of the week, and some yeah. of them are very much lateral thinking puzzles.
0: I just yes. I, I'm like that sounds like something I would hear on on. <laughs> On that show, wow. Well, that's so great. Thank you so much. This is really, really fun. This is a really fun conversation. Um, um, where can people find you? Like, what are you up to these days? Like, that we can reach out. And
1: well, I think connect? my number one thing is uh, puzzleyourkids.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sign up there, uh, and I will send you a kid-friendly pencil puzzle uh, every single week. I send them out every Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you support my endeavors with uh, five bucks a month, I will send you two puzzles a week,
0: as well as (laughs) lots of
1: bonus stuff. That's awesome. And these are puzzles. You you talked about expanding your mind in various directions. That's what I try to do with these puzzles. They're not just – it's not just a crossword every week. They're Mm -hmm. different kinds of puzzles because I want kids to be able to use different tools in their brain to sort of – work through the different ways that the words weave together. So they're Mm -hmm. all very different kinds of puzzles, but they're all kid-friendly. So puzzleyourkids.com, that's the number one thing uh, for me. And if you uh, like a good mystery, you can go buy the Winston Marine books and you can solve my uh, New York Times crossword on August 13th.
0: Oh my goodness! It's coming right up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. Just found out about this yesterday. (laughs) That is great. Oh my gosh! Wow, that's great. It's perfectly timely. Yes. (laughs) Oh wow.
1: I hope people are encouraged to solve puzzles. Uh, Mm
0: -hmm. You know, even
1: if you're not a kid, I think Puzzle Your Kids is a good place to start. If you've never solved word puzzles at all, yeah. Vocabulary. You're not going to have a trouble with the vocabulary. It's simply a matter of figuring out where the letters go because these are tricky you know, constructions. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't, if you want to solve puzzles and you're, you've always been afraid of the New York times crossword, don't <laughs> be just start on Monday. And if you can't, <laughs> if you can't fill the grid, who cares, throw exactly. it away and try again tomorrow. Exactly. I talked earlier about my not being intermediate at logic puzzles. I complete like one out of seven puzzles that I try really not solving, failing to solve a puzzle is not a failure. It's just something mm. you, didn't do. Try again next time. It's not a big deal. Well, it also will add to the, the
0: euphoria when, in the end when you do solve one. Exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. It
1: only heightens the the, the happiness that you'll feel when you do finally uh, knock down that challenge.
0: That's great. And so really, in, I mean, because I know as somebody who struggles with things like anxiety and, and, and tends to worry and can fall asleep thinking about a million things, a puzzle is a really wonderful way to practice mindfulness. It's a really wonderful way to to focus your mind, to pull everything back. You can't work on a puzzle and worry about your grocery shopping list at the same time. It just doesn't work.
1: That is exactly true.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on.
1: My pleasure. (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoy the Playgrounding Podcast, can I ask you for a big favor? I've had some great feedback from so many of you and I'm so humbled and appreciative and I'm so happy that this podcast is touching people. But if you think that the message of playgrounding is important and you want these amazing guest stories to be heard by more and more people, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. I know, I know it's a pain to go and write a review. My phone is constantly asking me to go review apps. So I know, but just in case, If you happen to have a free moment, leave Playgrounding review on iTunes. It'll help other people find this show. And maybe, maybe someone who really needs to hear a message about the importance of play. No pressure. Anyway, end of begging. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.